we've given we've given Conan and Alex a wide enough berth. I wanted to give them enough time in case they showed up late. I don't want people dropping in at the end of the show and being like, I was here the whole time. It was yeah. funny once. Only yeah. losers do that. It was funny the yeah. first time. We can't if we keep doing it, it starts it, it's no longer funny, and then I have to either like cut them out or like sprinkle them in to other kids. I'll have to like yeah. figure out ways to cut up their sentences and make it sound like they're involved in the conversations. And I don't know if I don't know how well that'll turn out. That's a lot of sound editing. Hey, this, this is Chimp Knuckles. We are back. We're doing. We're we're on a show tonight. We're doing our thing. We are. It's leap day. Leap year. It's this day does not exist. We're not real. We're not here. Go away. We'll, uh, we'll post this episode four years from now. We'll save this one for the 2020 broadcast. I am Mike Devine. I am your host, and we've got quite a show. We've got some games we're gonna be bringing back. Some games we're gonna be trying for new time, new town, new newness. And we're gonna mix in some of the old, some of the standby, some of the classics. We got a bunch. So let's go ahead. We're gonna meet our players. First up, we've got Ed Foose. Ed is uh, receiving his first Grammy for the area. Oh fuck you! <laughs> God damn it! Okay, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. We didn't. Hi everyone. <laughs> Get the frick out of here, Topper. God. I'm sorry for cursing over because we, we just went over how like we waited a while and we're like and I was like I don't want to have to edit people in for coming in late. Oh, we it's just fine. did the entire intro, so we're gonna do it again now. No, 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 it's fine. We just, we've got up to meet the players, so it's totally fine. We we I don't have to cut anything in. This is perfect. This is the cutoff. Any later than this, and I and it would have sucked because I would have had to like redo meet the players. But now well, we're how good. How much you want to bet we're gonna get through this and then Alex is Alex going to so, so. <laughs> I was telling them like I, I'd have to like chop up their sentences and sprinkle it earlier in the show so it so it seems like they're concurring and they're there. It'll be like ha ha funny joke and then you'll just hear like Alice go like yes, completely out of context. <laughs> like, yes, well, he was there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'll just store a bank like a soundboard for everybody in case people show up late and I'll just like cue people in if necessary. I'll have like a, a toolbox of words like yes and no and like like Matt. I'll just have like the word cunt. And I'll just sprinkle some cunts in there. Whenever That's my favorite Emerald Lagasse like technique. It's just to like really just sprinkle it with some just some cunts. Bam. Uh, okay, so good. So we were just about to start meet the players. So I'll just jump in again, and we'll do everybody. Uh, and if Alex shows up, I'll just kick him out immediately. <laughs> no, no I want to tell him why. I'll just be like, no. So let's we got let's go ahead. We're gonna meet the players here. First up, we've got Topher Frolic, aka Conan. Topher is uh, here to receive his first Oscar for the role of Pitt McGivens in A Christmas Story Part 2, Chucky's Revenge. Conan, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing very well. You know, much better now that I have finally received this award. I feel like it's long overdue, and, and all I can say is it's, it's about time, motherfuckers. So, we're good now. <laughs> okay, uh, next up we've got, uh, we've got Ed Foose. Ed is receiving his 53rd Oscar in the same category of writing. For the same movie he submitted every single year in a row. Ed, how are you doing tonight? I mean, I think it's it's great. I mean, I've just won my 53rd Oscar. You know, it's starting to get... I'm going to have to buy a new shelf, and it's really... This is the worst problem that I've ever had, is I need to have a new shelf for my new awards. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, lastly, we've got Matt Lees, a.k.a. Strumba. Uh, Matt is not up for any awards, and he was not invited, and yet here he is, filling a seat. Uh, Matt, how are you tonight? Uh, I'm doing very well, thank you. Uh, Pitt McGivens, thank you very much for finally addressing the fact that I did indeed have sex with your mother. Um, it's nice to finally be accepted into the family, and I'm ready to be your new dad. Okay, great. Congrats on your award. <laughs> thank you, Dad. Thank you. 
Welcome. Can you guys move, please? I feel so close to you. Can you guys move, please? I have to get to the drink table. I mean, I need to set this trophy down. It's really. You have had enough to drink tonight. It's really heavy. I just... Will you keep holding on to that and lift it and burn off some of that drink you've been drinking? This is, uh, look, I'm going through a rough time right now. I'm. Uh, you know what? Why don't you write about it? Okay? I'm moving into a bigger house, it. and it's like, ah. Uh... <laughs> I'm moving into a new house, and this old one just can't hold any more trophies. I mean, you guys don't understand my pain. <laughs> yeah, being a multiple homeowner, I, I feel that must be totally stressful. I mean, it's a lot to keep track of. I mean, and then you have staff, and it's like, ah. Uh, How much do I tip of, them? What, like, yeah, what kind like, of staff do you have? What are they? What services do they perform? in your house oh uh, you know so several cooks several maids a few butlers a masseuse you know the usual it occurs to me that by the time i get around to editing this show the oscars will be long gone but fuck it it's fine that's right they will never have another <laughs> oscars after this year i should over. just <laughs> i should just leave this one for a year let it sit okay let's uh-huh. go we're gonna jump in we're gonna do our first game tonight is a game we call expert challenge we're gonna play the spurt chow so, Expert Challenge is a game for all of our players. We are going to take three minutes, and we are going to discuss a topic that we are going to get from our friend, the Random Noun Generator, that has become my new best friend. It's it's made audiences obsolete, which means that we don't need to worry about the fact that we have none. So, we're going to turn on my Random Noun Generator. Our topic is bathroom. Bathroom is the subject that all of our players have now just become experts on. Uh, I'm going to... Yes, it is. Sure is. <laughs> and Ed is going to start us off. He's going to become our first expert on our panel of experts. He's going to start discussing uh, the topic that he is now an expert on. And at any time, if uh, one of our other experts disagrees or thinks they are expert better than Ed, they can uh, chime in and, and shout, challenge, and I will call on them. And if their rationale for why they are the more expert suits my whims, I'll say, yeah, go ahead. And they will be the expert. And whoever is the expert at the end of three minutes will be our best expert, more more, more experter than everyone else. Uh, so Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Ed is going to start us off. The topic is bathrooms. We have three minutes on the clock. Players, are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Three again. So hygiene is very important. So I recommend to everyone that they take baths often as possible. But you see, when I first decided I was going to take a bath, I didn't have a room to take the bath in. So you know, I just I just went outside in the middle of the street and splashed around in a few puddles, completely nude. And after that, all my neighbors moved away. And then I'm like, you know what? I didn't like having neighbors anyway. So I recommended that everyone take baths outside Challenge. in puddles. Yes. Baths are a waste of water. Showers are more conservative for the environment. Good. Tell me more about showers being better. So, everyone, I need you to, you know, not take three-hour baths every night. It's a real waste of water. You know, it's sucking them right out of the ocean and the fish. You know, they're not having an environment to live in. So we need to all take very short, very concise showers uh, lasting approximately 30 seconds or less. You know, you can get the water on, hop right in, splash around yourself, turn it off, thus conserving some water, and then apply some soap to yourself. Really lather it up. You know, get all Challenge. soapy and bubbly. Yes, and I don't have a shower room in my house, though. I just have a bathroom. That's a good point. Why do you have a bathroom? I want to hear more, Ed. Well, the thing is, um, it's it's called a bathroom because you take baths in it. So I have another room. I have the shit closet. And I have the hand-washing Challenge. Closet. Challenge. Yes, Matt. 
the original bathroom was actually created when uh, Albert Einstein with a very deftly cold uh, asked for a bathroom. Okay, sure. Tell me more about yeah. that room. All right. So, so he asked for a bathroom, but he kind of had a nasally thing, so we got to ask for a bathroom. Um, sort of like that. And what ended up happening is... Yes, Ed. When he asked for the bathroom, he was also outside splashing in a puddle completely naked. I don't want to have any more of that image in my head, so no, sit down. Challenge. Yes, Conan. Of whose permission does Albert Einstein need? I mean, he was a genius. If he wanted a bathroom, he could have just gotten it himself. I refuse to acknowledge that he had to ask anyone for permission. Good point, Conan. You get up here. You tell us more. Two minutes left. So, Albert Einstein, clearly, you know, he was a genius. He had an IQ of above 12. He did not have to go to any government sanctioning requesting that certain rooms be built for his purposes. He was a capable man. Many don't know this, but an able construction worker. So I submit to you that any and all math Challenge. that... Yes, Ed. I feel that if he wanted a math room, he would just make a math room himself, and he wouldn't have to ask for it. My point? That's what Conan just said. <laughs> no. Challenge? Yes, Matt. But plungers were the original shit out of the stick. Yeah, I want to hear more about Shitty Sticks. Uh, all right, so uh, Shitty Sticks was actually a popular board game that was invented in 1910 before shit was a swear word. Um, and and what it came about where you would play this oftentimes in the bathroom when you were bored. Challenge. Um, because yes, back when you were taking... Um, I prefer the big kids version, Shitty Logs. Okay, fine. I want to hear more about these shitty logs. One minute left. Um, so shitty logs is you take a bunch of logs and you just cover them in human feces and you want to roll them down the hill as Challenge. fast as possible. Challenge. Challenge. You want to you want to push them up mountains. Actually, you want everyone to see them from as high a vantage point as possible. Yeah, push the shit logs up the mountain. Go for it. Challenge. So you want to push your shit log, Matt. And they roll down the stairs. <laughs> <laughs> but do they roll over in pairs? Yeah. <laughs> no. Conan <laughs> says no. I want to hear why. Uh, they don't push up Challenge. Yes, Matt. But for what? You tell me. You're the expert. Sit down. Challenge. Push them. Yeah. <laughs> Albert Einstein made his own log rooms. No, push. absolutely not. Sit down. You can't push shit logs up the stairs because stairs are in the shape of a square. And rather than a round, uh, slowly mobilized upward Challenge. shape. Ed. Rhomba stairs are much more energy efficient. Yeah, I want to hear more about rhombus stairs. Ten seconds left, go. Rhombus stairs were invented by Challenge. Sir Isaac Newton. Yes, Conan. Roomba stairs were invented by small vacuum cleaners. Yes, go. Five seconds left. Small vacuum cleaners. Matt. Once Vince Gilligan got a hold of the fact that Albert Einstein wanted to originally create a math room, he also misinterpreted it and created a very popular show about making meth in a meth room. No, I don't want to hear more about meth rooms. Challenge. So the stairs. The Roomba didn't make the stairs. The Roomba used the stairs because he go, ooh. Challenge? Absolutely not, Matt. They roll downstairs. Yes! That wins. <laughs> I'm really glad Facebook finally gave us, like, some middle-aged mom emoticons. Yeah. Like, that's, like, strictly what they are. Well, right? well, well it's, it's to be like, wow, I'm really sad about this. Yeah, you exactly. have to like it. You have like, to like you your, your dog dying or something. Like, yeah. 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 I just think it's funny that, like, instead of just a dislike button, they're like... No. What would 49-year-old white women who were recently divorced put? Um, hey, do you know what Facebook's average user is? <laughs> is it a 49-year-old white woman who was recently divorced, maybe? Yes. She's sitting on her nightgown on the couch eating ice cream with her hands. Her name well, is I mean, the, the ha-ha emoticon is the equivalent of just all caps lol, right? I mean, Whoa. which is like your Aunt Marcia would put. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't be an uncle. I have no siblings. You can still be an uncle. You'll just be like... You'll be like the Uncle Joey from Full House. And actually, you would make an excellent Uncle Joey. <laughs> you know, guys, I, I could be. If, if I married someone with siblings, I could be an uncle that way. But that's really the only way. Maybe it's about time we actually answered the question, 
What did ever happen to predictability? The Milkman, the Paperboy, Evening TV. Yeah. Is this another Blink-182 reference? I don't know. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> the theme house to Full House. It's not another Blink-182 reference. It's the theme house to Full House. It's the theme house to Full Song. All right, this is the game of audiobook. The way this game works is we have our three contestants, uh, Mike, Topher, and Ed, are going to be retelling us a famous story, book, or, yeah, story or book. And they're going to be doing it one at a time in order, and they're going to be doing it with certain characteristics that I give them. When I play this noise, I'm sorry, not that noise. That's, that's, I'm sorry, that noise. That noise exactly. I don't, what noise, who noise, when noise. Noise is my favorite magazine to listen to. Read to of from. All right, let me try this all over again. Now that you've heard that sound, and I totally forgot to mention it earlier, <laughs> that was the sound that you just heard called New Choice. Okay. Because that sound, every time you hear that sound, uh, the person has to uh, stop what they were doing and repeat it and change it up. Change up the new choice of the action or thing that you just said. Change up the new font of the thing they just said. Change up the new voice of the thing they just said. And that's how it goes, baby. That's got to change that new voice. So you'll hear that sound. You might also hear, you might have also recalled hearing a gong earlier in the show. That is how we end the games. We've got one of these. We got this. You know, that's for things. And we have a very own audience. <laughs> we got happy there. Those are sound effects. Anyway. Well, so as I was saying, uh, when you hear this sound, we'll switch between who's telling us the story. And after I deem that the story has been retold good enough, I will end the game with the gong. So that being said, let me just look for the best books in history. Communist Manifesto. Ooh, we got some good stuff here. We got some good stuff here. I would like to hear the retelling of uh, Huckleberry Finn, The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Oh, no. This ought to be nice, and especially re- you know, relevant after Oscar's so white. Um, <laughs> Jim Knuckles so black. <laughs> That being said, let me see here. Give me give me a couple seconds here to kind of think of some character traits for everyone now. Um, Mike, <laughs> you are trying to convince everyone that you're not racist while also condoning the fact that Oscar So White is bullshit. Um, <laughs> uh, Topher, you are a disgruntled math teacher who swears that your theorem works um, and you're out to prove it. And Ed, you are... The most advanced Neanderthal that can speak has just learned speech. And it's kind of up to you to create the foundation of the language that will become the foundation of all other languages. I... Cool. All right, then. That being said, this ought to be enjoyable. So, uh, players, this is the game of audiobook. Your suggestion is... Adventures of Huckleberry Finn, are you ready? Yes. Yes. All right. Begin, Mike. All right. Now, I'm not saying... Look, what some people... Okay, let me start off. You see that that slave over there? That's legal. That's okay right now because this is the 1830s. So if there was some sort of award show where, you know, certain people were excluded, that'd be fine. Now, I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm just saying that's how it is. That's the world we live in, right? Some people like it, some people don't. I happen to like it. I have wait, no. I happen to I happen to I'm oh, no. Let me start over. Let me start over. So there's that guy, right? <coughs> so they said that the theorem didn't work. But what I propose to you is that we can quite simply prove it. We didn't even have to look far, children. We don't have to look into the mathematical textbooks. I would like you to open up your current English assignment, Huckleberry Finn, by the great mathematical genius, Mr. Mark Twain himself. Now, we can roll over to the page, uh, the scene here, 
where little Tom is convincing his neighbor to paint fences for him. And I want you to count for me now the number of pickets that are described in the white picket fence. That is one, two, three, four. <laughs> me, me, man. You, you, man. That boat. Me, man, you, man, go boat on the water line. <laughs> you man and boy, and we go and we move the boat, move the boat, move the boat. And yeah, so what if the paint that on on they used on the fence? So what if it was white? That's just because white's the best color. We all agree on that. Am I wrong? Am I am I the only one saying that white is the best color? I feel like I'm alone here. <laughs> I mean, come on, that's got to be like. Why else would you trust, you know, why would we not be in the, you know, uh, we're nominated for all the big uh, non-farm forced labor related categories. I mean, that's, there's not, there's a reason, right? I mean, it's it's because it's good. It, there's, it's not, I mean, listen, I just, I think like, you know, look at that guy over there. Look how he's. You observe then, following the math, following, you followed, you have the problem here. and We bring it to this point where the boys now are on the river. Now, what has enabled their craft? to go at the correct speed so that they will see all of Missouri. That's right. Exactly. Correct. 75. Now you see, you see, now why were they saying, why was the school board accusing me of that of insanity? That's what I would like to know. And furthermore, if we continue in this narrative, whilst reading this, you will observe they use no oars. No oars. <laughs> Me man, but you diff you look different, but people think bad, but me me think we good. Me me like me love feels feels in heart for you, man in boat. Let's go. No, let's get in the boat. Let's go down the water line. No, I didn't call him that. I'm just repeating what the kids said. He called him that. Where? You, listen, it wasn't me. Where are you going? Come back. Come on. Don't walk away. We're having a conversation here. I mean, come on. What? Just because one word in the English language, I just, I happen. Maybe you know, some kids like to use that word. What? What's wrong with that word? I, I, I think it's a good word. Yeah, I think it's a good white word. <laughs> so now here we are. A hundred years have passed. Count them out. A hundred. <laughs> 98-99-100 since Mark Twain's passing. And only now is his autobiography released. And if you turn to page 167 of that biography, pay attention to the third paragraph. We be good. We do the best. do. <laughs> Throughout that whole thing, you seem to be getting increasingly farther into the back of a college lecture hall yelling. <laughs> the crowd was growing. <laughs> Ed, I forgot about world's first Neanderthals, um, Jamaican Forrest Gumps. God, hey man, you was... don't know. 
Topher is like a very good, disgruntled mathematician one day who doesn't really say anything. Mike, I think you might be racist. And Ed, I, I, I believe that language was invented. So good job, everyone. But, but most importantly, we coherently, beginning and middle and end, addressed all of the fine plot points of one of our American classics. Exactly. Definitely. Even though you were describing Tom Sawyer, that's fine, Topher. <laughs> <laughs> there was no white fence in Huck, Huck Finn, but that's fine. <laughs> what was I, like, by, I, I don't know if you could tell from my bit there, my, my knowledge of Huckleberry Finn is like, okay, there's a kid, and there's an escaped slave, and they get <laughs> a boat. That's the entire book. Yeah. We visit seven different places, everyone's racist, they get yelled at, they get back on the boat, there's penises flopping around everywhere, and then they, they're fine. That's Huck Finn. Is it just pieces everywhere? I should probably read this. Then. I really yeah. did. I found myself disturbed by how easy it was to draw parallels between Mark Twain era literature and Oscar So White. <laughs> it was not hard at all. Uh, they yeah, literally whitewashed everything. Ah, uh, fantastic. Okay, it's <laughs> that's all. So. There's apparently now that Full House is relevant again. There's apparently a new porn called Full Holes. <laughs> <laughs> AV Club, which is the Onion Serious Network, had the best review uh, headline for Fuller House, and it was Fuller House is like a Full House porn parody without the porn. <laughs> and they gave it a D. <laughs> you know what I don't get about that whole? It, everyone who, who was disappointed in Fuller House, the reasons they gave struck me as really odd. Like, go back and watch Full House. It, without the nostalgia factor, it's not a good show, and it was it's never awful. trying to be a good show. It's awful, no. but, but it strikes that right tone when you're a kid. You don't know what quality is in a TV show. Yeah. It's nostalgic as hell, and they for Fuller House, yeah, I was cringing like everybody else, but I understood that that's exactly – it felt like it was – they took a year off from Full House and then went right to this show. Like it's exactly the same, and so the critiques yeah. of it are all focusing on how it's not as good as the original. Bullshit. It's just, exactly it's, as good as the original. I just think it's amazing that the same group of people greenlighted both Fuller House and BoJack Horseman. <laughs> well, like, they knew what they were signing up for, and they, and they presumed their audience knew that too. Because BoJack Horseman is basically Bob Saget. <laughs> right. It's real. It's Bob Saget for real. As, as a horse. <laughs> as Voiced by Fuller House. Horse Saget. It almost sounds like a swear word. Horse <laughs> 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 horse Saget <laughs> no, horse Saget <laughs> there was that like YouTube video of like this angry dude with like a nut cast on he was Tourette's guy that's what it was and yeah, one oh of the things he did he'd, like, he'd be like Bob Saget oh Bob Saget well the best they, that whole best thing was when he smacked salt off the table and just screamed fuck salt <laughs> fuck salt <laughs> <laughs> oh no no no! It's he was like his son was standing in the kitchen and he goes, "I'd kill myself too if my last name was Combs." Talking about Sean Combs, you know, <laughs> like randomly, just out of nowhere. I I would honestly, if there was some sort of Kickstarter to get like a movie crowdfunded for him, I would nope. like if you pay like a thousand dollars, it's like the guy will like be a guest at your Thanksgiving dinner. Like, I would pay so much money for that, just for him to just be my guest of honor at my family's Thanksgiving dinner and just be like... That's, that's, who, that's who I definitely want at you know Christmas this year, is Tourette's guy. He's <laughs> Tourette's guy. All I want for Christmas is Tourette's guy. Uh, he came to my, my bar mitzvah. He's the reason I'm still on a man. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks for that. We are going to 
move on to a game that we're res- we're bringing it back from the dead. It, we we tried it a couple times. There was a time when it was one of our brightest stars of a game, and then it just fell by the wayside. I think it deserves another shot. So we're gonna try sound effects. Okay. Okay. So. The way sound effects works is I have a little soundboard here, and I'm going to use that to make sounds. Meanwhile, Conan and Matt are going to be performing a scene based on a suggestion we're going to get. Uh, and they're going to hear those sound effects, and they are going to have to just – that's the scene. That's that's how it goes in the scene. And from then on, that, that thing is happening, and it better it better happen. So let's get out. Let's go for our friend, the random noun generator, for our suggestion for a scene. Oh, God. Gas is your suggestion for the scene. Oh. There's so many ways that can go. So, players, this is the game of sound effects. Your suggestion is gas. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Begin. Mr. Jones, so we have gotten your um, biopsy back, and it appears you had nothing more than a gas problem. So. As you can hear by what I just said right there, uh, I am still in excruciating pain. I refuse to believe that it was just a gas problem, Doctor. I'm in your office. Well, okay, uh, Mr. Jones, I, of course, I don't want to, you know, question your integrity or anything, but um, we have had you here at the hospital for about five days, and um, you know, I'm not saying that you're faking, but, well, you know, I just I just see no medical, I just see no, I mean, my clipboard, you can hear it. it, it sings the truth. I mean, there's just, there's just nothing to back up your claims. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Again, you can hear by my excruciating pain that I refuse to believe you. Uh, the fact that you're, you know, you listen to your clipboard that plays a harp over, you know, sound science here. Uh, it feels like my inside is being gnawed on by beavers who went to a bad Adam Sandler movie. Is the fact? It, okay, yes, I, yes, I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk to him. He's gonna let me talk, Mr. Jones. If nothing else, he, he's a fair speaker. Okay, so Mr. Jones, I, I hope I'm not hurting your feelings when I say this, but it's just that it's very hard to believe a man is in pain when he cries out. And then after crying out, he has to take a moment to explain to me that that is him crying out. You can understand. <laughs> yes. I can it. explain. <laughs> Please do. All right. So the pain is a very short kind of like like you're run through by a sword, but then immediately you forget and okay, you but, think that you yes, just – Mr. You, Jones, you, yesterday you told me the pain was There cannot like that be pain without pleasure. I am a poet. And you will let me speak. You have to listen to the clipboard, sir. I mean, you okay, can say okay. that. It's not, it's science. It Your clipboard just sprouted a fairy. What doctor's office am I in? You are in the magical land of Dr. Atoria. I spoke the truth. I don't know. It was logical. Yeah, I mean... To an extent. Yeah. <laughs> ah. We'll do one of those things where we do enough games where if I need to cut it out, I will. Or I'll just recycle... I-, I thought, like, I could... Re- we have enough shows now. I could recycle a show, like, or I'll recycle a game from an older show. I don't think people would <laughs> notice if I just, like, reused show five. Like, just, like, a game from that. As long as it... Yeah, reused show two... When none of us had mics. <laughs> it just inexplicably be driving through a tunnel at the same time. <laughs> just just randomly like Emily's there. <laughs> Guys, none of those sounded like going through a tunnel. None of them. I'm disappointed in all of us. World don't move to 
to the bees. Just one <laughs> Whatever happened to predictability? <laughs> okay, Shatner. What if Shatner did that theme song, like, you know, for the what Fuller House? To predictability. The Milkman, the Paperboy, the Evening TV. <laughs> what if they're just waiting just beyond the bend? <laughs> everywhere you look, everywhere you think, there's a heart. A hand too. I like haunted. that every single director who went through that old Star Trek series never called that out. It's like, no, that was good. Like, <laughs> out of the 70 people, that, you know, the different directors, they're like, no, it's a good take. Did because good. they didn't want to have to spend any more time with Bill Shatner than they had to. So they're <laughs> like, it's fine, we're moving on. Yeah. Was it you who posted the thing of, like, they motion stabilized? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Of, yeah. Like, the next generation. There's a whole subreddit for it where they just take it oh, and yeah. run it through a motion stabilizer and it's just them it's jumping amazing. around. It's yep. fantastic. I mean, all the, the, the camera should just be on, like, a gimbal or whatever. They would just, you know, twist it around and shake it. And it's like, well, if you stabilize that, then just all these actors are just <laughs> rolling like around. Down around like idiots. <laughs> all right, so our next game. Uh, this is a game that uh, we we tried this game once back in uh, we tried it for the first time back in show three, which you may recall as our best ever show. It was way ahead of its time. It took us a while to catch up to the glory that was show three. If you haven't heard it, I suggest you look it up. It's in our back catalog there. But uh, this is a game called Captain's Log. Indeed, Captain's Log. <laughs> Sounded like somebody abruptly moved a truck and then stopped the truck. <laughs> like it was passing by someone's house, but then it just stopped. I heard it, I heard it. <laughs> nope, okay. I thought I was going nuts. Does anyone else hear music? Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> that truck driver's playing music. <laughs> uh, so, Captain's Log is a game for all of our players. Conan is going to be our captain, and he's going to describe a mission that he and his crew, Ed and Matt, recently undertook. He's going to start off by introducing what happened during this mission, at which point uh, Ed and Matt are going to be performing the actual audio logs of that mission, and uh, the captain is going to inform us along the way. He's going to tell us exactly what happened on this wayward mission. So uh, we're going to get a suggestion from the uh, random noun generator for a theme for your mission. So your mission is (laughs) amusement, is your suggestion for your mission. Uh, Amusement. So we're going to have uh, Conan's going to start us off. Uh, he's going to uh, begin with a rousing captain's log entry. So Conan, why don't you uh, go ahead and take us away into the captain's log? Very well. <clears throat> captain's log. December third, we departed for the new world, with the intention strictly of bringing Her Majesty's theme parks to the land of the savages. Our intention was to install roller coasters, Ferris wheels, other diversions, such as that game, oh, the name eludes me. What was it again? I know it's your favorite, Charlotte. It was the one where you have a toy rifle and you shoot small targets and win large stuffed animals. But as I hope to illustrate very shortly, the natives, they didn't take quite immediately to our European ways. Bonjour. Uh, yes, uh, hello. Uh, we're here to uh, place something. Uh, well, you see, it's not so, it's not so hard to describe uh, to someone in, in English, but I'm not quite, like... If, if right. it were, if it were, no, no, you see, we're going to... Eventually, however, we had to take a three-month respite and teach the savages our own native tongue. It took many transactions. We first had to provide them with uh, exports from our land, such as condoms, tea, tea kettles, and a few extra condoms, because they were running through them quite rapidly, you see. But, you know, once they cottoned on to our tongue, it began to be a little more easy to explain our concept but less easy still to convince them of its necessity in this new world. 
Oh, so, so yeah. So I see that you finally are beginning to understand. We're going to rip apart your entire forest, and we're going to lay down uh, concrete, which, as we described, is a uh, compound made of uh, well, you, you you know, and I get more we're dick coats. To... Excuse me. Oh, forget more dick jackets. Ah. <laughs> uh... So we returned to England and restocked our immense supply of, as the savages referred to them, dick jackets. Her Majesty, of course, took some convincing, said that we had wasted our entire supply going to and from the Atlantic and that we had not done our very best to trade. But, you know, I never want to give up, Charlotte. I convinced her of this mission's importance and how I felt very strongly that it could be achieved with just one extra big trade of large dick jackets. I think it went well. Uh, so you see, Your Majesty, we just need the rest of them to go back over and to finally convince them that uh, that your plan is supreme. Why would you need condoms to do this? Majesty, I don't like, I don't like your condescending tone. I told you this before. My hands have been tied since the savages have tied them together. And everyone thought it was a joke. I had to tie the entire trip back. I did, does, not, does not concern me or the captain. You have a crew. The crew also, also our, our crewmate Richard is taking offense to every one of these things we bring back. It's not good. <laughs> Well, eventually, because the monarchy could not succumb to my request, I had to join with the revolutionaries in Paris and plot to have Her Majesty assassinated. Um, and that's how the new power came to rise in England. I thought I did not know how to confess my crimes, and I thought this would be the most optimal way to do so. I shall now lay out for you, dear Charlotte, the exact way in which the assassination was carried out. Oh, do not do that to me! I'll give you all the condoms you want! Uh, I'm sorry, it's not like uh, negotiations. Uh, now, if you would please, if you would be kind as to rub your neck against the uh, side of my blade here, this will end quickly. <laughs> <laughs> it happened. <laughs> it sure is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I'm this Russian Dexter. <laughs> he has never gone for long. <laughs> like an adult Dexter from Dexter's Lab bought PBS time at his local station. <laughs> He's just trying to convince people something. Chris, crazy man, can afford. <laughs> Mike, the more you do these, the more you just fail to form a coherent sentence. I know. Like it's just, you just stop being able to just like speak. <laughs> I, I feel like I, I understand how Shatner must feel now. Like it must be like some sort of like Tourette's related illness where it's like the more we're on the more we're saying things, the less like our sentences string together normally and we just have like gaps appear. <laughs> I had to do that I have to edit out so many of my blank pregnant pauses in every episode. Because they just they just appear and they're just there's they break this they break the flow of everything. Well, the the pregnant pauses have baby pauses, so like the pauses are even longer. They're like uh um they're multiplying. Trent, and shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, uh, I've got chills. They're here. I have them. They're adding up. They're in my balls. Uh, I got ball chills, guys. Ew. It's electrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Electrifying ball chills, come now. Electrifying.
Okay. All right. Next up on the docket for tonight is a game, a lovely game. I love this game. Everyone loves this game. This is a game we call Documentary. This is, I just realized, this is Ed Makes Noises, the show. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've had a single speaking role this entire show. <laughs> uh, documentary is played by our players Ed, Matt, and Conan. Conan's going to play the role of documentarian. He's going to take us into the wild world of animals, and uh, we're going to get an animal right now from our random noun generator. <laughs> this was a mistake. Uh, clicking until I get an animal. <laughs> this is a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Goldfish. Six, about six clicks. Goldfish. Man, those Wait. noisy critters. <laughs> I didn't even they're, 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 they're just like they're just like blaring some like death metal like. <laughs> so your suggestion is a goldfish, and a matter going to be our goldfishes, and uh, Conan is going to uh, he's going to document them. So uh, players, this is the game of documentary. Your suggestion is goldfish. Are you ready? Yes. Yeah. Begin. Ladies and the gentlemen, welcome back to the crazy world of animals! <laughs> Today, I have a really special treat for you. We're going to take a close examination of animal you might not regularly look at the specialness of. You might take for granted. Uh, I have bought for my little girl two gold fishes from the pet store. And now, these little guys, we're going to put them into this environment. Out to the baggie, here you go. Let's watch their, comprehend their new world in this little tank. Boop, boop, boop. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to swim to the right so fucking much today. <laughs> As you can see, we have one fish, super aggressive. Loves the right side of the tank. Just messing yeah. his fist up and up again. It's like a sliding motion. For fish, this kind of behavior, we can only describe it as a powerfully sexual. This fish, he is trying to get his gun is off. He, you know, he's very full of all the fish uh, juices that he needs to excrement all over the side of aquarium. It's a good thing we have a cleaner in the corner. It, you know, every five minutes or so, it will uh, make the habitat clean, super. Uh, other fish over here, we take a look at it for a moment. He seemed to be struggling a little bit. It's the score to your side, motherfucker. <laughs> Fish, they have begun to act like great friends. You can see they are dancing together. They really enjoy one another's companies. I pride myself on two fish that are most compatible. Ah, oh, listen to that. It's just the sound of pure amphibian happiness. Blub, 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 blub. Ah, blub, blub, you too, my little pal. So, I want to point out today that we are going to remix... The sounds in my new compilation DJ Fishy Noise is going to be a beautiful music. I think this is going to be a number one hit on the box office. I refuse to sell on my creative right, bitch. Wow. <laughs> I have my work cut out for me in the editing booth trying to get, make sure everyone is heard in that game. <laughs> No, <laughs> I do want to point out that in the beginning, 
when Topher, you know, first went went on with his craziness, he's like, "Ah, welcome back." It kind of sounded because he got like, like was close and he got like really far away. What I pictured was like just some like really ticked off sound guy who's worked on this for like twelve years, <laughs> trying to like chase after him as he's like running away with both. Like, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, I'm like holding my my thing. It's like bouncing, but I'll try to steady that. No, no, it wasn't you. It was, it was Matt going. <laughs> that, was that was not me. That was Ed. I was the angry fish. <laughs> By the way, angry angry fish, great choice for a fish. <laughs> well, I guess more more like more like determined to the point of scary fish. I guess is what I was. <laughs> he is very determined. <laughs> Ed was born without gills. He is so. a strong swimmer. <laughs> Someone just like toot right in the middle. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Guys, well, none of those sounded like a toot. I'm severely disappointed in all of them. Well tooted. We I, suck. This is the game of interrogation where we will have one suspect, two cops, and three mysteries. The point of this game, ladies and gentlemen, is that the criminal does not know the crime that he has committed. It will be the job of the police to give him clues through their manner of interrogation as to what he has done. Now, the three uh, pieces to the crime will be who the uh, criminal was with, where he and his partner in crime were, and what the crime was that was committed. So, first, as a person that the criminal was with, we are going to go with recent Oscar host Chris Rock, and they were at NASA headquarters in the United States, NASA, N-A-S-A, the space program, and the mundane crime is that they cheated at a game of Scrabble. Players, let's let Mike <laughs> know that he's coming back in. Let's, let's not contact, let's just end the call. Let's. <laughs> this was Chip Knuckles, ladies and gentlemen. Our sound was brought to you by Ben Sound. He don't know, but he do. Ben. Da -da 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 -da. Oh, what? Huh? <laughs> Begin. All right, get your hands off me. I'm sitting. I'm hey, sitting. You're gonna hey. have your right now. So <laughs> grab him. I... Grab him, partner. Ah, Put him down. Get your hands off me. <clears throat> yeah. Let's, let's all let's keep this fake, you know, facade. Let's just keep struggling. Sit down. We're going to beat you with some papers, aren't we? Oh, we're going to lay the smack down with some terminology, aren't we? Ooh. I should hope not, because my buddy John Cena wouldn't be too thrilled with that. No, you definitely were with John Cena. Oh, oh, quite, the opposite, quite the opposite. You see, you think this is so black and white, like a zebra. Everyone just hates you, okay? Everyone yeah. hates you. Everyone hates you. And I you know what? Everyone didn't really like the zebra either, so that's fine. No, no. Listen, you're gonna you're gonna bash on my running mate Donald Trump. You're gonna have to do a little harder than that. I mean, we didn't do nothing wrong. <laughs> no. Hey, hey, hey! Literally the no, opposite no, 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 of Donald no, no, Trump. No, no, no. This is he was in the top five criminals. He just <laughs> wanted. I mean, come on, man. You think you think I had anything to do with O.J. Simpson? Let's be real uh, here. Why would we ever? <laughs> yeah. Why would saying. we ever think you have anything to do with O.J. Simpson? I mean, similar head sizes, you know. With you, you and your good hair. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You think you're funny all the time. Him with his high-pitched voice and you with your mannerisms. You, you and your and roll. God. God, hey, I could really go for some Girl Scout cookies after this. What about you, party? Oh, that was <laughs> man, just because my man Chris Rock had to go or order some Girl Scouts during the Oscars doesn't mean you have to hate him. Come on. No reason to hate. <laughs> 
Right, right. So Chris Rocks. Very good, very good. Right. We now have your accomplice. My Brown accomplice to what? We didn't do shit. Well, we know, we know exactly where you were. You were in the headquarters of lies. We know exactly what happened yeah. in 1969, or rather, what didn't happen. Wait, what didn't happen? <laughs> Just oh. faking everything. Oh, you think that we were... We had nothing to do with the moon landing, goddammit. We were not on the goddamn moon. Oh, you were on the moon. We, we, we were on the moon. would say otherwise. Else. You're in a studio in some headquarters somewhere. Out in Houston. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, we damn sure weren't at NASA. So. Oh! <laughs> yeah! That's what I was saying. <laughs> Woo! That's right, Chris Rock and NASA, the best combination we can come up with. <laughs> However, it's what you were doing that just sickened me. Oh, my oh, God. Really I can't even think of a word that's correct to use. Is there, is there no, like, just in the world anymore? Is, is there no... Have no shame. <laughs> you think I mean, you you think you can just triple words all over the place? Think man, me and Chris knows. Rock wouldn't go all the way to NASA to play some goddamn Scrabble. We can do it at home. <laughs> we can do that at home. <laughs> goddamn, man. I want to hear a full confession. Fine, fine, fine. Me and Chris Rock, we went down to NASA and we scrabbled. We scrabbled hard. We scrabbled fast. We scrabbled long. What you gonna do about it? You sick. Fuck. Hi, Alex. Hey! <laughs> Dude, why are you saying hi? I've been here the whole time. You're right. I just... Oh, listen, God. listen. <laughs> Give me a chance to respond. I just I just wanted to say hi, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> Mom. Mommy. Mom. Uh, so, well, we got a, we got a conundrum here because we've got like we're basically just down to ending games now. I was joking with I was joking first with Matt and Ed about how if people joined late, I could just like mix them in were in individual words to make it sound like they were there the whole time. And then when Conan joined, right when we were doing Meet the Players, I said, "Great, that's just in time. I can just make I can add like Conan saying one word before then. It'll be like no one knows he wasn't there. I don't know what to do about you showing up because like we don't." Quickly, rattle off four different phrases that we will intersplice at the prime moments. I'm a peacock. You've got to let me fly. <laughs> God, John, you're a good cop. God damn it. I did not hit her. I did not. There's you only three. Nothing. You ain't trying. That's beautiful. Good. And it'll sound so natural with Mike's interruption in there. <laughs> yep, right? <laughs> you're right. It will. It'll sound just like every other show. <laughs> uh, wait. Wait. We can work with this, actually. Hang on. Can we, though? I, yes. Wait, we can. We can. I've got I got an idea for Dr. Know-It-All. Oh, no. And this will be a way we can introduce Alex into the show. We'll, we'll casually insert Alex. Dude, just like that porno I directed you in, Alex, we'll casually insert I was insert right about you. to say, ladies, I hear I can be casually inserted. Did you hear? Alex can be casually inserted. All okay. Right, on a scale of one to casually inserted right now, probably. <laughs> on, on a scale of one to casual, how inserted am I? <laughs> you inserted one sheet. About halfway. <laughs> okay, next up is a game we call Dr. Know-It-All. Dr. Know-It-All is a guest that we like to bring on the show sometimes to dispense wisdom. Dr. Know-It-All is a person with three heads, and each head says one word at a time. And uh, he has the infinite knowledge of the universe. He also is known to be a known necromancer who uh, has been known occasionally to raise demons from the dead to assist him in answering questions. So, Dr. Know-It-All, I understand you have something you'd like to say before we begin here tonight. Hail Caesar. Once and always. 
moon, sun, wind, <laughs> frog, <laughs> squid, thumb, bambala, arise, ye, shifty. <laughs> Whoa! Fucking assholes! Wow! You know, I was just sitting here being dead, and all of a sudden I heard a bunch of assholes yelling stupid shit and playing shitty sound effects, so I decided to come check it out. We're so glad you did! So, Alex, <laughs> Me too. Have, now that you're here, do you have any questions that you'd like Dr. Know at all to answer for you? Oh, yeah, actually, come to think of it, yeah. Oh, why the fuck did you just wake me up? <laughs> You were sleeping. So, September 11th <laughs> must be enacted. Okay, I don't see the connection, but I, but you... I see the connection. I'm Jewish, and they're trying to say the Jews did 9-11. Oh, I see. Okay. No! <laughs> That's true. <laughs> God damn it, Dr. Know-it-all. Would you get a doctor in Donald Trump supporting? No. I don't. <laughs> well sentenced, Dr. Know-it-all. Alex, what else would you like to know from Dr. Know-it-all before you go back to the eternal slumber? All right, well, you know, now that I'm freaking up, I've been eternal slumbering for the last, like, thousand years, and I don't really know what the hell to do for fun now. And, like, once I'm up, I'm up. So I'm going to be up for a while. Like, what should I go do to, like, keep myself occupied? Tinder is somewhat good if you use it correctly. Such as is appropriate when only slumbering with... Women? Oh. So, is that related to these rumblings about something like Netflix and chill that I've been hearing above ground? I often hear it associated, you know, with this Tinder. What's What the hell is Netflix and chill about? Netflix is godly. And when combined with chilling such a wonderful... Union is presented because movies bring ice orgasms together forever. Oh. Very sweet sentiment, Dr. Know-it-all. Alex, do you have any final words for Dr. Know-it-all before he recants you back into the pits of hell? <sighs> uh, man, like, why do I gotta go to hell? That's not cool. I feel like I was in purgatory at worst. It was just like the Food Network was on 24-7. It was just kind of very okay. Okay, uh, Dr. Noto, why is Alex in hell? Hell deserves the true evil and dark people. <laughs> However, <laughs> hell makes awesome, awesome fondue. Totally. With People obtaining gold shards. Myrrh. All right. No, there you have it, Alex. Uh, you go back to hell and you enjoy your uh, shards of gold myrrh. Dr. Noah, would you like to do the honors and, and do the incantation to bring uh, Alex back into hell there? 
away <laughs> you go forever damned Alex into the void of Hades pancakes and not true. syrup sticky All right, well, that was easily our best Dr. Know-It-All game ever. Yeah. <laughs> that was easily the best. Wait, wait, wait. I've been, I've been holding this in for like four minutes now. More like recanter him back to hell. Whoa! Oh, oh shit! <laughs> if ever a frown bone there was. <laughs> that one Adolf did frown. It's my favorite line in Genesis. Behind Pancake Satan Sticky. That's the best one. That's in, that's in Exodus, like early Exodus, before Moses. Yeah. I don't know what edition you have. It's in my Genesis, so. <laughs> that one's in the um, I, I the drunk 2 a.m. IHOP. <laughs> you know, in the, in the good old King Jim Bible. King Jim. Ail be unto him. Praise be. Uh, Praise be. Hey, Topher, on a scale of 1 to 10, what do you give sex positions? Uh, a zero. <laughs> Dude, I love sex positions. It is literally my favorite game. <laughs> It feels like my Frankenstein monster. I, I invented it, and now it's terrible. <laughs> Dude, what are you talking about? It's, sex positions is fucking amazing. You know there's going to be some creep who's one day just going to use it as, like, notes, right? Oh, yeah, that's a good idea. You got to try that one. Life goals, life goals. I hope he has a running list, and he's just checking them off as he performs each one. I'm going to have to drill some more holes in my stuffed animals. <laughs> No? Okay. We oh, do not God. support those <laughs> Sorry, I was more like processing that, and like my brain was like, ka-tunk, ka-tunk, ka-tunk. oh, jeez. Oh, jeez. I was stuck in first gear. Hey, brain, it's like you're always stuck in second gear when it isn't your day, your week, your month, or even your year. I Whatever happened to predictability? No? Okay, the Milkman, the Paperboy, and something about TV. <laughs> yeah. Right? This is weird. The Different Strokes isn't the only theme song being sung on the show today. <laughs> We're singing two different theme songs at the same time and not getting either one exactly correct. It takes different Tim parents Knuckles. to have facts alive. Hey, Fuck! Get out of my laboratory. Ha! Away! When he was at Away, I thought of that one episode of uh, Aqua Teen with like the witch doctor where he's like, Arise, chicken, arise. <laughs> arise, chicken, arise. Arise, chicken, arise. Jesus. <laughs> 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 hey, there's another truck. Another abrupt. Do we stop the truck again? There's an elephant caravan just out there. <laughs> Welcome to theme songs. Welcome to match game. <laughs> so we're gonna close out the night with some with some good old fashioned sex positions, American style. And how? We're gonna tire ourselves out and then go to bed. We're gonna stay awake all night. We are never going to sleep again. We are actually gonna go camping. I have uh, packed the trailer and we're all ready to go. New choice of activity that doesn't suck, please. Um, no. Away! (laughs) (laughs) 
never heard someone who's blatantly um no new choice before. It's pretty. It's, it's like, whoa, wait a minute, you can do that? I would have vetoed that if he didn't follow it up immediately with away. <laughs> I can't catch him. He's gone. I don't know. What, I can't do anything. Out of my head. <laughs> Sex positions is a game for all of us. It's our ending game. What we're gonna do? We're gonna go in order, and we're going to each come up with the name of a sex position, and then the rest of us are going to go in order and describe said sex position for for our audience's enjoyment. Alex, since you're since you're uh, recanting to, or should I say, recantering? Ah! Let the record state that was Matt's joke. No, it wasn't. Not recanted. It won't be. It had an expiration date of two minutes ago. Hey, spoiled it. So, Alex, since you weren't properly disposed of back to hell and you're still with us, why don't you uh, start us off with a sex position? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, What is the wet napkin? Well, I'm not great at this game, so I'm going to call in a substitute. So hang on a sec, guys. (laughs) Oh, no. Um, Well, uh, a wet napkin is when you take a napkin and you soak it in some water so it becomes a very wet napkin, and then you wrap that around your fist and apply it to the pussy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> the lovers, the dreamers, Apply directly to pussy. <laughs> um, the wet towel or whatever it was. Napkin. Napkin. The wet napkin is uh, where you take your your skeet blanket slash jizz rag um, that you've been ah, using for the past uh, six years and have never washed, and you 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 sprinkle it with just a fine mist of Mountain Dew, and just insert it into Lady Orifices. And because it's so just caked with dried sperm, um, she gets pregnant with uh, quintuplets. Ed's right, guys. Sorry, that was it. (laughs) (laughs) Is it my turn? Yes. Okay, Uh, okay, cool. Uh, The wet napkin is actually just when the Pope has sex without taking his gown off. (laughs) All right, well, close. The wet napkin is what happens when uh, it rains at an olive garden and the employees don't care. They still have sex in the kitchen on your food. All right. The wet napkin is basically where you get a bunch of family members, roll around in a pool, and just have soaking wet incest on a blanket. That sounds get pretty it? gross. Get it? Sounds like an average Saturday for me. Isn't that like a, like a joke about like the aristocrats or something that all the comedians tell? No, no, no. That was a play on, like, wet napkin. Uh, oh. Get it? It was, it was big. Away! Can <laughs> go back to hell now, Alex. Right, you scared oh. it off. I never left. I dragged you down with me, motherfucker. Topher, <laughs> 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 do you have a sex mission? Out of all that material you just heard, Surely there's a sex position in there somewhere. <clears throat> yes. Um, I would like everyone to please tell me what the easy green is. <laughs> uh, the, the easy green is where you store your genitals in a cool, dark place for several months, and they grow mold, and then whenever you peel it off, it just it's, it's so exciting. Vito! Denied. Sit down. <laughs> no, I uh, thought it was very charming. The easy green is when two established farmers have casual sex in a cornfield. <laughs> they have to be established. 
<laughs> they have to be reputable, otherwise it's refutable. Citation. Hoppity hop, motherfuckers. So the, the easy green is the spiritual successor to the big red. The big red, of course, as we all know, is when you uh, put a rubber band around your dick until it turns red and then you fuck her. The easy green is when you uh, wrap your dick in seaweed and then you fuck her. Nice and easy. That's all nice and gross, but the easy green actually is is when you just go in front of a green screen and just dry hump the fucking air, and then you're fucking anybody you want afterwards. It's super easy. <laughs> well, why I'm delighted by everyone's lurid and colorful imaginations, truly, the easy green is, well, it's much easier than that. You just get out your little willy there, you wrap it in some lily pads, and then you just fuck a vagina that's preferably green. Preferably. Preferably. It doesn't have to be. Man, I miss Jim Henson. He's dead. <laughs> and how. <laughs> so right, if you so do the what, easy green wait, and bang wait, a girl in a period, is it like the hell? easy blue? <laughs> no, red and green make brown, Alex. It becomes the runny oh. brown. Oh. Or yellow if you're with light. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Ed, whose vagina deals with light that you know of? Um, Name three. <laughs> Name three vaginas that deal in light. Uh, mine. The names of the vaginas, not the ladies attached to them, please. <laughs> I mean, we all know Big Marge, and of course there's a little vodka. But name a third. He gave you two, that's pretty fair. Caramel <laughs> with a K. I stand corrected. So does that mean that the Red Green show could have just been reduced to the Runny Brown show? <laughs> or the Yellow show, if you're dealing with light. Uh, <laughs> All right, well, I'm looking at um, Mr. Chin's Oriental Supermarket Restaurant thing, <laughs> and I just turned it over, and I found, like, oh, well, there's, like, E's and chef specials that I didn't see before. <laughs> this is, like, the Wild West over here. Um, A whole new world. Like, the grass jelly milk tea, oh. which is actually a menu item. The brass jelly milk tea? Grass. G. Grass. <laughs> The grass jelly milk tea? Jelly yes. Milk tea. Okay, okay. The grass jelly milk tea is when you just perform unsafe, easy green over and over again, and just, you know, all the results just kind of mush together. That's a little overcomplicated. Uh, the grass jelly milk tea is just what happens when you teabag a cow in a field. <laughs> so where does the jelly come in? You tell me. No. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, whoa, guys, I love this new improv rule of just saying no to anyone. <laughs> we're on to something here. So, guys, I think we're on the moon. Nope, this works so well. <laughs> Actually, we're not. <laughs> not we're not. <laughs> God damn it. Alright, Alex. Well, if you're so smart, you tell me what the cow teabag that. Tell me about the thing. Yeah, wait a sec. What is it? The, the grass, <laughs> the grass jelly, jelly, jelly grass milk jelly tea. Milk tea. <laughs> the grass jelly milk tea. Holy fuck, man. This is the only sex position in the history of sex positions where I just have fucking nothing. Alex, <laughs> allow me to read a quote back to you. Sex positions is the best fucking game. I love this game. <laughs> Alex <laughs> fucking great. It's circa 2016. All right, fuck you, Kermit. The grass jelly milk. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> you can't do it, can you? No, Kermit, I can't do it. <laughs> You're just a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 wait, okay, fuck you. Gotta the bring that back to the stage. Grass jelly milk York. tea, when you make a bunch of weed jelly, and then you use it and create this herbal tea extract. 
and then fuck. <laughs> I'm so he just invented the term weed jelly. <laughs> <laughs> where, where, where does one acquire weed jelly? <laughs> At the weed store, idiot. Oh, sorry. Oh. <laughs> so I had the term up until then. No, it's my turn. Oh, it's, oh, it's totally, sorry. The uh, milk, grass, jelly, tea. I think I jarbled some of that. But basically, it comes down to this. You get some grass, you chop it up, you preferably put it in a blender so it becomes a nice liquidy substance, put that into a syringe, and put the needle into your ball sack and inject it, and then when you orgasm later, you will be producing a milk, grass, jelly, milk, tea, splurge. <laughs> As the explanation went on, you turned more and more into like quadriplegic Kermit and with like a Stephen Hawking kind of voice it, going on. It, it pained me to bring this up, and so now <laughs> I have had a stroke. <laughs> this explanation brought to you by the letter P. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, the grass jelly milk tea is uh, when you go on a picnic. And things escalate very quickly. And when you're done, you're just covered in grass, jelly, milk, and tea. Mmm. And sex. Well, and 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 love liquids. Away. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> the power of Christ compels you. Alex, For you one... know damn well it doesn't. <laughs> It no, it does not. Not not one bit. Well, for once, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to hear the direct sequel to that last exposition. I'd like to hear about the dank kush force push. The the dat kush force dank push. Kush, dank kush force push. Dank kush force push. Okay, so the dank kush force push is what happens when a bunch of Jedi gets super baked and they just you know. They get a bunch of, like, you know, butt plugs, dildos, you name it, and they just use their Jedi powers, and they just push it right on in there. They just push. They don't ask nicely, they just push. Okay. I know what it is, but you're going to have to bear the fuck with me and use your imagination with me on this journey, okay? Okay. All right. The dank push, force push, right? This is how you do it. The guy and the girl, they're on, you know, think Ender's Game style battlegrounds. Like, you got these two gates with, like, jump pads and shit, like Quake 3 Arena on, like, either side of the map, right? The guy and the girl go at opposite jump pads that are going to, like, shoot them horizontal at each other. So what they do is they angle these two gigantic joints anchored to the wall that are puffing smoke exactly in the trajectory... And then they shoot off the jump pads in such a way that while inhaling the smoke, their genitals collide in the midway of the jump pads. And then they fall back down, laid and danked. You thought about this long before any such question was put to you? No, I just fucking <laughs> love me some sex positions. <laughs> well, the dank kush force push is when you call your bitch up. And you say, hey, bitch, let's watch Star Wars tonight, but it's code for sex. And then you do it, and it's great, and there's some weed for everyone. <laughs> well, that, 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 sounds, that sounds pretty chill, but, but the dank kush force push is when you're really determined and you decide to use a penis as a bong. That's crazy. So you're, so you're shoving weed, you're pushing, you're forcing, oh, oh, pushing oh. some weed 
uh, into the the pee pee hole, and then you 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 light it on fire. You just burn the end of it, then you get high. Shaft only. Shaft only. Yeah. Well, Roger Ebert once described the Dankos Force push as the antithesis to romance. Um, you see, what it is is when you are so enamored by Snoop Dogg, that even while having sex with your significant other, you're willing to push them off of your genitalia when you see a headline come on about Snoop Dogg, and you go and immediately update yourself on his life. I mean, that just sounds like life for me anyway. I mean, that I don't have a name for it. It's just, <laughs> you know... Existence. Now you do. <laughs> of course, now I want to find what Roger Ebert actually described as the antithesis of romance and see if it matches that at all. <laughs> I think it was in his review of uh, Chinatown. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I want you guys to tell me about how now, brown cow. There's more? (laughs) (laughs) One more. One more. God damn it. (laughs) This game is long with five people. (laughs) All right. The how now, brown cow is when you fuck a fat chick who shit herself while she's in grammar lessons. Oh, Christ. (laughs) Well, how now, brown cow, is what I like to call it when I go into the farm at night and I creep through those cow pastures and I go up to one of those big old ones that stomped on my toe last week and I just plop right in and I whisper in its ear, hey now, brown cow, and then I get the hell out of there. Well, we'll we'll see see what I do. I want to make sure it's a cow that makes chocolate milk, so it's a brown cow. Hey uh, now. And so, so so I go in and I go to, to a chocolate milk cow and I'm like, I love you. And the chocolate cow's like, I love you too, but our, this relationship could never work. I am a cow and you are a person. And I'm like, yeah, I guess that makes sense. We probably shouldn't complicate our relationship with any physical relations. And she's like, yeah. And so then we just hug and then leave. And I drink chocolate milk and cry. Roger Ebert wrote that it was a sad, true love story. <laughs> Five stars out of four. <laughs> he once called Roger Ebert once called this the, the uh, no. You see, the how now brown cow is when your new parent and the day has fucked you in just enough that you only have energy left to read your new son or daughter how now brown cow while you imagine uh, how you're just going to scrape by in the coming weeks. Wow, right. that was. That was pretty real. And not very sexual. And not very accurate either, because the how now brown cow is simply (laughs) what happens when you mix the big red and the easy green. You get how now brown cow. Bitch turns to you, she goes, how now? And you go, brown cow! Away! 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 Away, brown cow! (laughs) Roger Ebert once described my description of that sex position as real, not very sexual, and not accurate. Depending on how you use punctuation with those four words, that could be described as the worst ever attempt to convince your girlfriend to have anal sex. How? <laughs> now. Brown. Brown. Cow. Away. <laughs> um, so I, I learned something today. I think coming in, like showing up completely randomly, is actually a whole new level of improv, and we should embrace it because that was probably the best. The best parts of the show were the result of having to think on our feet because someone jumped into the show. I think we should do that more often and on purpose. Your guys' audiobook was pretty good. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, it was good. That's what I learned today, Alex. What did you learn today? 
I learned that if I ever have to be summoned back from hell, it's going to be even more terrifying than being in hell. Today I... No. Oh, sorry. Please, 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 please. Tober, you learned not to talk when I'm talking. <laughs> Today I learned that I talk out of turn pretty constantly. <laughs> Uh, you can please do a real one. <laughs> Today I learned that my good friend Dr. Know-It-All is actually a satanic demon summoner, and I think it brought us closer. I love him even more. <laughs> Holy crap, did like three of us just do that at the same time? <laughs> <laughs> Too spooky. Uh, today I learned uh, that Huckleberry Finn is a communist. <laughs> He's not a communist, he just has different views about use of the N-word. That's all. <laughs> I hit the wrong button. button. Damn it. Wait. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I meant to do. Shut up. Instead, you ended the game. <laughs> now well, now no one else learned anything thanks to Ed. <laughs> Matt, what did you learn? <laughs> well, it's kind of it's funny, actually. Uh, today, I learned... That the world don't move. Ah, I have a one drum. Whatever uh, happened to? But actually, but actually, I learned that um, you can use a cute cartoon voice to mask your complete hatred of a game when you want to throw a temper tantrum instead. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so that was Chimp Nuggles. We are on all of the websites. We are on all the social media networks. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, YouTube, SoundCloud, uh, 4chan, 4chan, 5chan, 6chan, Reddits. I think we're on Reddit. I made a subreddit at one point, and it, I think it's still private. It, it exists, though. <laughs> I'm the mod. I'm good, I'm sure. We do finally long. own Pinterest, so uh, we did it. We, we did it! <laughs> we did it. <laughs> we did it. <laughs> the one clapping. <laughs> As if my neighbor probably wasn't already pissed at me enough, now he just gets to hear me go, WE DID IT! And then clap obnoxiously at 10.30 at night. No, at 11 at night. Great. We are on, we are on all of your uh, sound podcast machine apps, SoundCloud, you, iTunes, I almost said YouTunes, iCloud, YouTunes, <laughs> Sandscratch. We're on iTunes, SoundCloud. We're on Pocket Casts, uh, Stitcher. We're on all of them. If you can, if you can internet and you can catch your pods, then we're there. We're all over the place. Cast your pods to the wind. Toss them to the wind. We are on www.chipknuckles.com. Ben Sound does our music. He don't know what he doth do, but he, he, he doesn't. He doesn't. We are on. We do these weekly, so tune in next week or subscribe. Go to our website. Go to the iTunes. You can do the subscribe thing, and then you, you don't even have to think about it. Just boom. Chip Knuckles in your face. Just every every week. Just wake up one morning, and then just wake up one morning, and right there. There you go. And you're done. Away! Away! I think that should be our... I think that's that's the closest we'll ever get to a catchphrase for the show. We'll just, at the end of a sentence, I'll just be like, Away! And then we just leave. Good night, everybody. Away! Oh, God, this is hard. And begin.